You know, mahjong, you play for yourself. I don't care if I win or lose. What difference does it make? And, and it's not just playing, it's talking about life, which is very important. Oh, goodness. Mahjong! I Oh, my God. Mahjong! Welcome to Can We Talk, the podcast of the Jewish Women's Archive. I'm Nahani Rouse, and this month we're playing Mahjong. It's an ancient Chinese game, but for nearly a century, Jewish women in America have made it their own, and everybody knows it. Remember this scene from Annie Hall? I was thrown out of NYU my freshman year for cheating on my metaphysics final. You know, I looked within the soul of the boy sitting next to me. <laughs> Frowned on that there. And when I was thrown out, my mother, who's an emotionally high-strung woman, locked herself in the bathroom and took an overdose of mahjong tiles, you know? There's this sort of stereotype that I'm perfectly happy to buy into of being, you know, the woman that makes a great seder and is good at mahjong and all of those things. I'm very happy to take a role in that and being part of the continuity of what it is to be a Jewish American woman. And I feel like Bajang is as much a part of that as being a Hadassah member or as being a person that reads the New Yorker every week or the New York Times. That's Karen Gouin. She self-published a book about Mahjong called Searching for Bubby Fisher, a play on Yiddish grandmas and the 1993 movie about chess prodigy Bobby Fisher. Karen's not a grandma yet herself, and she never found Bubby Fisher, but she says Mahjong helped her find her inner Bubby. I'm proud to take my seat at the table as, as an older Jewish woman. You know, I, I am totally fine with middle age. Karen has been teaching and writing about Mahjong for a decade. Here's her number one lesson. Luck favors the prepared mind. This game happens to be a game that is a lot about luck. The tiles are very randomly set up. You don't know which tiles you're going to get. But the whole point of the game is to be as prepared as possible if those lucky tiles come to you. You know, you, you've got to understand what your potential is, and the better you understand that, the better at the game you can be. I'm in a modest split-level house in Kemp Mill, Maryland, in the D.C. suburbs. Five women are here to play mahjong. Their regular game is on Shabbat, and most of them are Sabbath observant. So they've gotten together on a Wednesday so I can record the game. My name is Lynn Roshwald. I seem to be the most enthusiastic person when it comes to mixing tiles. And this one always starts building her wall too early. So I always take from her wall and remix them, and then she can do it. My name is Barb Jaffe. I'm Tasha Solomon. I started playing when Barb did. We started the group in um, 2005. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time, and um, Shabbos was the only time I knew my husband would be at home, so I could leave the house and leave the kids with him. And so I started when my kids were really little, and it's we've been playing ever since. Four dot. North. Two dot. Oh. We play every every Saturday. We could have 14 people one week. We could have four people the next week. We named the group the Mahjong Tove Mahjong, Mahjong group. 
at the end of the day, we would say Mahjong Tov, which means good Mahjong. And that was our, you know, Shabbos greeting back and forth to each other. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite obsessed. <laughs> Most of the men don't play. It's Jewish women. Barbara's right. sons know how to play. Barbara's my, children know how. Play. So a guy the will... guys really don't think, even think. Right. My husband wouldn't touch it for a 10-foot pole. He just says, ugh. Three bam. Everyone's awful quiet over there. I have nothing. <laughs> I just got a tiny, got something. a tiny something. I don't know what to, what to do with this tiny something. Eight crack. I'm now 52, so I'm the youngest member. I think Marilyn is our oldest member. And Marilyn is 81. That's amazing. Yeah. And she's like one of the best players. Yes. We do <laughs> she not is so yeah, sharp. She's unbelievable. Um, you don't mess with Marilyn. <laughs> no, I, I've lost many a game. <laughs> I've, I've gone through a whole afternoons and not winning a single game. It's easy to play. It's not always easy to win. It's uh... Same. Marilyn's causing trouble. And Marilyn Cohen. I first learned about Mahjong when I was uh, 10 years old in the Casco Mountains. I was watching my mother play Mahjong with the other women. And my girlfriend and I, we, we would just sit behind them. This was during the summer, so we w went home. <laughs> and so my friends and I uh, attempted to play Mahjong. Somebody's hoarding jokers. Not me. Six stop. I'll call that. I knew you would. My brother and I. I uh, chipped in and bought my mother a set in 1948, and um, that's the set that I play with now. I inherited that set. When Barb took up Mahjong, multiple family members passed their old sets on to her. She shows me her collection. You have a lot of sets. I have actually several. <laughs> Barb has sets from the 1940s and 50s, but her prized possession is almost 100 years old. This set here, this set actually dates back to the 1920s. It's very Art Deco in the designs and stuff like that. And the I tiles on this old set are not a uniform color. They're orange, ivory, light yellow, like the teeth of someone who spent a lifetime drinking tea. There's a green bird with red feet. It looks like a peacock, but Barb says it's a turkey bam. The white dragon tile has no dragon on it, just a flourish in the four corners that make it look like a fancy little bar of soap. There are Chinese characters in red, blue, and green, called cracks. The dots are circles with flower petals inside them. I can't resist running my fingers over the tiles. They feel cool and smooth. These are Bakelite. This was one of the first plastics that they had invented back then, and a lot of the sets were made of Bakelite. The first Mahjong sets in America were imported from China in 1920. A businessman named Joseph Babcock published a set of rules to promote the game, and it became a fad. In 1924, a flapper playing Mahjong appeared on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post. Eddie Cantor released a hit called Ma is Playing Mahjong, which has really offensive lyrics by today's standards. White Americans in the 1920s were into what they considered exotic, and Mahjong fit the bill. The Mahjong fad faded from popular culture, but during the Great Depression and World War II, a few groups stuck with the game. Asian immigrants, military wives, and Jewish women. But in the beginning, everybody had different rules. There was no continuity in Mahjong at all. 
until the 1937, a bunch of Jewish women in New York got together and said, let's create the National Mahjong League, we'll standardize things. The National Mahjong League has put out a new card with a whole new set of hands every year for the last eight decades. They give money from the sales to charity. A few years ago, Barb started collecting old cards. She now has every single Mahjong card published since 1937. Um, so here. I have every single year since Every single year. So this is from 1937. And it taught you basically how to play the game. They had pictures of the tiles and trying to explain what the tiles were, what did they mean. Um, and sometimes when it's like a Jewish holiday, like Sukkot or Passover, we play every day. So rather than get bored, we'll pull out an old year and we'll play something from the past. A hand her grandmother might have played, say, or her great aunt, whose 1950s Bakelite set Barb often plays on. When you're playing an older card, you don't know the card as well. So it's a little bit more of a mystery and a little bit more of a challenge, which is kind of fun. I remember my mother having a group over for Mahjong, and then she'd always get a cake from Evans's Bakery. That was the best in, in Brooklyn. And it, if not, she would bake uh, a cake. And she only served that and coffee. And uh, our group serves a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> we play for, um, we'll start in the early afternoon, and we play until the end of Shabbos. So sometimes Shabbos is really long. And yeah, there's usually a lot of food because we're here for five hours for playing. Julie? Thank you. Nine crack. Mahjong creates a community, a good set of friends that we rely on for all kinds of things. My father passed away nine months ago, and the group got together and made meals during Shiva week. And my family was just so grateful for these meals. And I said, well, you enjoy them, because unless I had learned to play Mahjong, you would not be eating any of this. <laughs> North. Uh, I'm going on a cruise next month, and I'm going to take at least my card. Oh, yeah, at least your card. We travel with our cards. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when a random Mahjong game's going to break out. North. Seven I learned 11 years ago about the Mahjong group here. Yeah. And at, at that time, I was thinking of moving to Leisure World, because most of my friends and neighbors had either died or moved away. Um, so I stayed because I got new friends. So I'm, I'm very happy with the group. We're a community. <laughs> wow. You mean you stayed in your, in your home and yes. in, in this neighborhood because yes. of Mahjong? Yes. It was a big and help. I love Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> it was a major help. Well, it's a stability. We uh, play on Shabbos, and that helps me keep the Shabbos. I go to the synagogue in the morning, and then it's a long day. So I'm happy that we have Mahjong. If it's snowing or raining, it doesn't keep me away. So, we're running out of tiles. Mm -hmm. Six dot. Green. Unspoken for. Marilyn's got all the jokers. Same. I didn't have them at first. <laughs> Mahjong. And it's because go. I got all the jokers. Look at that. One after another. Good job, Marilyn. All right, Leo, are you in? You've been listening to Can We Talk, the podcast of the Jewish Women's Archive. 
Our team includes Judith Rosenbaum and Rachel King. Ibi Caputo edited the script. Our theme music is by Girls in Trouble. Special thanks to Lori Ross, Joanne Jacobson, and the rest of the Mahjong ladies who walked me through my first game. Visit Can We Talk online at jwa.org slash canwetalk to listen, subscribe, and send your friends a link to your favorite episodes. You can also listen anywhere you find your podcasts. Please consider posting a review. It helps other people find the show. We're looking for sponsors for Can We Talk. To find out more, email us at podcasts at jwa.org. I'm your host, Nahani Rouse. Who's winning? <laughs> well, opportunity knocks, ladies. I will admit. We don't play it here, but in Florida, we also play bridge. Bridge is a better game. <laughs> oh, no. Get out. <laughs>